Someone You Should Know, a program about people you know and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host, Stuart Sachs. Well, hello and welcome back to another edition of Someone You Should Know. As always, glad that you're taking the time to, to join us for our, our show. Uh, we're going to have some fun today talking with a very dear friend of mine. Uh, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy and I believe you're going to get some information that you didn't even know about from this show today. And we are sponsored today by our good friends over at No Sweat Experts. You know, we finally... They have seen a turnaround. That means you got to make sure that your heating system is working as we head into the winter season. So the switch over from air conditioning to heating sometimes can have a couple of issues or glitches. The folks at No Sweat Experts can take care of it. Anywhere that you are in the North Texas area, you need to reach out to No Sweat Experts for your heating and air conditioning needs. Well, today we're going to be talking about bling, and all of a sudden, I can tell that all of the women watching and listening, their ears just popped up because it's a word that every woman not only loves, but is, you know, very, very open to suggestions. And for the men, you may want to watch very carefully, too, because you're young lady for something special for the holidays, and if you are in the uh, North Texas area, and all, you may want to stop in to see my very dear friend, Amna Javari. Amna, welcome. Glad to have you here. I am so, I am so happy to have you uh, on the show. We've been talking about, about having you on the show for quite a while, and, and you're finally here. Good morning, Stuart. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been, it's been very exciting, and the whole store is excited about being in, the, in your show. Well, I think that you are, I'm, I, I just realized I'm going to say something and it's got a double meaning that you are a rock star oh. and I don't mean necessarily a rock star with, with music, but <laughs> you are the star of the rocks. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a, the one thing that I want, I want our, our viewers and listeners to know uh, is you know, we certainly are not at a shortage of jewelry stores anywhere in this country and all. But to find a jewelry store that is personalized and takes care of their client from the time they step in the door through the whole process of looking and finding and buying that that the, what Amna Javari does at her uh, jewelry store is so different and unique from what but you will find anywhere. And part of that reason is because you just didn't one day say, uh, I think I'm going to go into the jewelry business. You grew up in the jewelry business, correct? Correct. I did. I'm actually fifth generation. So I've been in this from grew up learning on my father's knees, really, literally. He would uh, pick us up from school and then to keep us entertained he would give us all the, the, the stones and everything that the craftsmen had uh, used and they were all mixed up together and he would tell us separate them by color. So we literally grew up learning stones and jewelry. 
Did you say that you, I think your son is in, in the business with you and that makes the sixth generation of Javaris in, in the jewelry business? That is correct. My son is with me. He is. He handles all the luxury watches. Ah, okay. So, yeah. so then this goes back to what your great grandfather uh, uh, was. Yes. So my great great grandfather. And, and, and what were the? Wow. Oh. He started out as a pearl and, merchant. And what were the circumstances? That he, oh, okay, okay. Because I, I it, tell us a little bit more about you know the the. You know, the from the time that he started as a pearl merchant, going back what, five generations now, and you know, yes, how he, did this continue through the family? He started as a pearl merchant, and uh, he would actually buy and sell pearls with some of the big firms uh, in Europe today, uh, and then slowly, slowly started taking orders for jewelry without really having a workshop or any in those days. And then his son started doing, uh, you know, just uh, solely around pearls. It was uh, just, uh, you know, um, pearl necklaces, pearl earrings, pearl, pearl uh, you know, bracelets and things like that. And then they transitioned slowly, slowly into workshops and manufacturing and so uh, all my brothers and sisters are also in the jewelry business. I'm the only one here, though. Wow. So, the, so the, the, your great-great-grandfather was basically in the pearl business. Then, then his, his offspring, uh, your, your grandparents or great-grandparents yeah. then, did, did they right. start to expand into other forms of jewelry? Yes, they started to expand in other forms of jewelry. They started uh, to actually create workshops where they they wanted to also maintain the old traditional way of working. In those days, it was very apprentice-related. So a family would go into a certain type of, of jewelry and then their son would carry on and so on. So actually, in my father's workshop till today, it's very generational. Uh, so we are generational as the owners, but the worksmen, workmen and the craftsmen are still generational. And it's wonderful now in the last, I would say, uh, 30 years or so to see women entering because it, it's been such a male-dominated field um, that now you see women coming in as craftsmen. And it's, it, it really is amazing to be able to see that happening. Well, and I think I think it's fair to say that a lot that there are a lot more women that are coming into the design phase of the jewelry business too, because you know they kind of know what they like and they know what other women will like, and so while men continue to do some designing, I think the women are adding a fresh approach to to that design. Correct. Correct. And we, we try very hard uh, in, in the store at Javeri Jewelers to, to find, promote, and encourage the small female designer. You know, the, 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 the designer that is starting in the staff office and the husband's off, uh, you know, uh, office 
Uh, so we would try very hard to find those designers, encourage them, and give them contracts. And it's a process to find them. Well, I, yes, I would think so. And and also, is there like a uh, an internship program that that uh, you find uh, for yourself as well as other independent jewelers will try and 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 find interns to bring in to uh, you know. Uh, introduce them to the jewelry business. So a lot of the designers that I'm working with do have interns. They do have uh, the concept of the apprentice is still very strong. So they do have somebody who's taking on. Now I have uh, one designer who actually uh, works with one of the design schools in New York. And oh. she will give an award to the, whoever designs a certain jewelry and then offer them a job. And it's a great way for her to tap into new talent. And with, with the change in economics, uh, you know, women are earning themselves. They're a very prominent part of the workforce. So they want to be able to buy their own jewelry. They, they're no longer waiting for, uh, to be presented a gift, you know. And the design element has changed towards that for jewelry, for women to wear to office, to, to, uh, to everyday jewelry. I've always found it fascinating that in the jewelry business, that the opportunity for people to upgrade the jewelry that they have. So while they may start out with, you know, a piece of jewelry with maybe a small stone in it, and, and many years later, they like the setting, they like the design, but maybe they want to add some baguettes or whatever. Or that they have that ability if they come to a jeweler like yourself to be able to upgrade the jewelry that they already have. That's true. So a lot of the big box stores don't offer it. It's a small independent retailer that offers it. It's easier for us to stand behind our stones. I'm not going to sell you something that I don't want to buy back. So uh, especially for young parents, you know, if they have a little daughter, they can buy a tiny little a pair of studs that are $300. And then every birthday, they can add $50. And by the time she graduates, she's got two engagement rings on her ears, you know. So yeah, it's, yep. it's very simple. Well, for those of you that are watching and listening, I want you to, I want you to jot down the, the website. It's very easy, myjaveri.com. Uh, and 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 visit it because there may be a time when you want to uh, do something very special for you know the significant other in your life, or maybe you have a son or daughter that's getting engaged and you want to do do something, and you want to get ideas. Uh, the website that that Amna and uh, her staff have have put together is truly like a little mini shopping plaza where you can get ideas uh and and i and i i applaud you your website is really wonderful because it tells so much about 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 not only jewelry lines but stones and settings and and the the many many facets that go oh boy wouldn't you love to have a few of those folks just just pick out a couple of fingers there <laughs> this and is isn't this the line the the uh uh, the previous line, Vahana, or is, isn't that the one that you're wearing, uh, Amna? I am. It is actually one of our yeah. most popular lines. 
and it's sterling silver, so it doesn't break the bank and uh, uh, with diamonds and accents of yellow gold. Uh, uh -huh. it's, a, it's a very easy, easy line to wear. It's something you can wear daily and then you can dress up and wear in the night as well. And and that's another thing about uh, about Javeri Jewelers uh, is that that when you walk in the door, you honestly you you have a feeling like you're in Tiffany's or Cartier because it's a very very well laid out, uh, very you know comfortable store to be in. You get the feeling that you're in a place that you can't afford. I will tell you firsthand, you're wrong. That that you know they have some one of a kind pieces. They do have pieces that are are very very unique. But if you were to walk in and say, "I have this budget," Amna and her staff are 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 more than happy to work with you to find something that fits that category, and you will still walk out with something that looks like a million dollars. I don't know a, a, a better way to, to, to say it. That cut right there that's on the screen, the emerald cut, still one of my favorite cuts. Is that still one of the more popular cuts of diamonds? It is very popular. However, we're going through the trend of the oval. The oval is okay. doing very well these days. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oval and the pear shape was always uh, something that was very, very unique. Uh, but there really are almost an unlimited uh, uh, number of styles uh, for diamonds. And if somebody came in and said, I want an octagon-shaped diamond, I you know, a, a pentagon-shaped diamond or so, you can accommodate that. The big box stores maybe say, here's what we have, pick out what you like. But if somebody walks in and says, Amna, you know, I, I, I worked for the Pentagon, and so I want a ring that's got a pentagon-shaped diamond in it. You can accommodate that. Correct, we can. So actually, we do have a stone cutter, and we can cut anything that you want. Uh, we try to be a one-stop shop. Uh, so we are, we are very neighborhood-oriented. You know, it's it's not yes. it's not about the sale. It's about the generational relationship. You know. But if you walk into the store and you have a, a design or something that's very special between you and, and your spouse or your significant other, and you want to have that copied, we can do it. And as I was telling you, Stuart, one day I had a gentleman walk in with a tattoo on his, on his arm. And he said to me, I want you to convert my tattoo into a cross. And I thought, you know, when you are drawing two-dimensionally, Nothing needs to attach, but when you are actually building it as as a three-dimensional piece, everything, all the lines need to attach somewhere. It can't float in space. And I think that was one of the most fun designs we did because we got it down pretty pat. It it we have our own CAD studio. We have a, a repair and custom studio on on site. So everything, nothing leaves our store. And and that's also a very unique thing about your operation is that uh, that uh, if you simply need to, you have a, a, a battery operated watch and you just need a, a battery replacement you can take care of that. But if something gets scratched and needs to be repaired or or you know uh, something needs cleaning 
and all. You offer all of those services within within your store. And so when you when you buy a piece of jewelry from uh, from Javari Jewelers, you can rest assured that if you have any questions or concerns about it, you can take it in and have it taken care of. Thank you. you know, it's, it's, you know, and I, th I think that's a special, a special thing that is missing from, from most uh, uh, jewelry stores today, uh, as well as a lot of other businesses, is that personalized service. Uh, and, and it's something that you and your family for generations have done, um, and you are to be commended for that because it's very, very important, I think. Thank you. It is, it's it's a uh, wonderful business. It, it it's a it's a business where I meet people celebrating something, and to be a part of their story is so uh, uh, is such an honor. It's such an honor to be part of their story. It, it and also uh, you have I think it even mentions it in your in your uh, uh, website. Uh, and all one of the greatest thrills that you get is when you take care of of uh, a young couple, uh, and then twenty years later they come in because their son or daughter is getting married, and th they want to work with you to do something special for that next generation. So, just like your family is generational, so are your customers. Yes, that's true, and it is. It is. It's it's wonderful to see. You know the the little kids at fourteen and fifteen, and now suddenly bringing their fiancés in. It's it 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 is delightful to see that. Yeah. I I re I remember you when you were this tall. Yes. <laughs> you know, I yes, want to get into a I want to get into a subject with you, Amna, which I think is very very important. Uh, and we we have talked about this before. Uh, real diamonds have now been kind of recreated in a synthetic form that, you know, we, it used to be, I think you, you either got diamonds or real diamonds or you got CZs, right. but you were explaining to me that there are many other options that are out there. So, you know, you can have a, a piece that with a real diamond might be very pricey, but you can get something with a synthetic or man-made diamond that is just as beautiful for you know uh, uh, a lesser a lesser cost, and I'm going to talk about why that's important too. But can you explain a little bit about the alternatives to real real diamonds? So uh, there there are real diamonds. When you say real diamonds, they're natural mined diamonds. That means nature created them. Whereas lab-grown diamonds means we created them in a setting similar to nature. So they are still diamonds. Uh, they, they have all the properties of a diamond. It's just, it's like whether you grow a rose in your garden or it's a wild rose. It still is a rose. You, uh, what they do is they actually take a diamond a seed and they grow the vein uh, in a capsule with simulated pressure and temperatures like the earth. So it is a diamond and it will test as a diamond. Now, federal law requires that it be marked lab grown and we have machines that can test whether it's lab grown or it's not. 
because it's the, the rate of growth that we can see. But the price point is vastly different. Uh, and it's almost 90% less than a naturally mined diamond. Now, 90%? Only, um, yeah, 90%. So you can put a five carat, uh, you know, on your finger with very little financial uh, input. Now, the only issue is if you're looking at an investment, it is not an investment. No jewelry store will buy it back because the market is fluctuating so badly that uh, it, there's no standardized price list for lab-grown diamonds. And it, uh, if you're never going to sell it, it's, it's a beautiful piece. It's a diamond. It has, the, uh, it, it has all the properties of a diamond, the hardness of a diamond. You can wear it and be very, very happy with it. If it's a form of investment to pass down to your children, then it's a loss. And and, and uh, uh, we got into a, a conversation about that. That seems to have opened up a, a whole new market for people who say travel a lot. They want to travel and they want to look nice and they're going to be going to maybe foreign countries uh, to be wearing real diamonds that are uh, of a high value and run the risk of them being lost or stolen. Uh, you can, if you, you want, create a, a small package of jewelry that you can travel with that is made with lab-grown diamonds and the dollar investment is so much less, but you're still going to look like a million dollars. Correct. Either lab-grown, moissanite, or CZs. So th those are two different okay, stones. Moissanite and CZs are synthetics, lookalikes. They look like a diamond, but they do not have the properties of a diamond. So, yes, uh, you know, when we cast or we create CAD, a, a wedding ring, an engagement ring for somebody, they have the option for us to go ahead and cast it again in silver, put CZs in it, put a lab-grown diamond in the center, and that's their travel ring. And, and, and that's, folks, that's what is so unique about Amna and her jewelry store is that you can, you know, mix and match and pick this and pick that and add this and subtract that and all and create something that when it's finished, you say, I'm the only one that has this ring or this necklace or this, this bracelet because it was uniquely crafted for me. And that's the most fun to do is when somebody has a vision and they have an idea of what they want. And I've had people bring me tiny little photographs that are this small and I'm looking at them with the loop to see what the ring looks like. But we try our best to, to make it uh, exactly as the person wants. Okay, now Amna, you mentioned uh, uh, real diamonds, uh, lab-grown, uh, CZs, and there was another type that you mentioned, and I want you to tell us a little bit more about what that's about. So moissanite. Moissanite. Uh, is, is, is moissanite in the, I would say in the 80s, kind of took the jewelry world by storm because it looked so much like a diamond. Uh, however, the reflections are completely different. So when and it and it's not as hard as a diamond. So once it goes into a cleaner, you can see all the scratches and the abrasions in it. 
So it's no longer used as much as a as a lookalike as it used to be. All right. Can you give the the people that are watching and listening kind of an idea? Let's let's say someone is looking at a at a uh, a one carat. Well, let's let's say a two carat diamond. A two carat diamond in today's market would would run uh, uh, approximately how much? So if it's a natural mined diamond, uh, uh, really, honestly, Stuart, uh, the the variables in a, in diamond price is huge because it depends on the color clarity uh, cut. Right. We buy from the cut because the cut really uh, brings out the diamond. I know that the four C's are very famous, but and everybody looks at color and clarity, but it's really the cut that distinguishes the diamond. Um, so, so let's say an average diamond for a two carat will end up costing you uh, anywhere between 15 and 30, you know. Uh, whereas with a lab grown diamond, you could probably get a two carat at 3000 or 4000. It's a huge, huge difference. And 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 then a C a CZ two two carat a, CZ, a CZ maybe two hundred. I don't know. Now the problem with CZs okay. and and moissanite is because they're so soft. Uh, after a year, you will need to change them because you're not going to be able to see the stone anymore. Now. Do you have the ability that if somebody, let, let's say, you know, it's a young couple and they just are on a limited budget. And so they, they start off uh, with a, a nice two carat CZ. Can they come in, uh, you know, maybe a, a year or two late, later, they've saved up some money and they want to now uh, go into a lab grown or a real diamond that can be done and use the Correct. same setting. Yes, correct. It can be done. So, so we we don't want when we have a setting for a two carat. If it has any diamonds around it, like a halo setting, it's right. very hard to put a different size into it. Right. Uh, if it's a solitaire, it's very easy. But we do have options for that couple because they don't want to change the engagement ring. So what we'll do is we'll drop another basket into it with another ring of diamonds. So they can still have the look, but but it it's now they've moved into naturals or labs. Yeah, and and that's the thing that I think is very very important is because when you when you start out start out with the design uh, and and the basics that you want because you can always change out the the the, the diamonds and uh, whether you add to it or simply change change out the diamonds, you have that ability when you go to Amna and, and her staff in order to do that because they're craftsmen. They're not just, you know, retailers, wholesalers and, and, and retailers of diamonds where you just say, well, I've invested, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars into this ring, and now I want to upgrade. I've got to go out and buy a whole new uh, ring. You may like the setting. You just want to change out the, the stones. And it can be done if you go to an independent, uh, you know, jeweler. 
You know, a, another area that I want to talk about, we're, we're, we're still talking about diamonds, is it, it seemed like everybody was initially was it was clarity in the diamonds they had to be you know completely flawless and 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 clear but there are colored stones that have grown in popularity uh and all. what are the, some of the different uh colors of of diamonds and how do they differ from the traditionally mined diamonds so naturally colored diamond, a, a diamond comes in every color under the sun. It, it, I it, didn't know that. Yeah, it just a, every color. And it's basically one little atom of, say, iron or, or chromium or something that has mixed in with, with the other the atoms, the carbon atoms, and created uh, the color. So it, it, is, uh, it comes in every color. Now, the rarest are red and pink. So pink diamonds, uh, we were finding uh, fairly uh, frequently about 20, 20 years ago, uh, but not so much now. Uh, the yellow diamonds are also getting scarcer, and that's because uh, the Altruza mine in Australia closed, and they produced almost 80% of the world's yellows. Seeing people coming in and... Uh, uh, looking for colored diamonds. I had a lady come in who wanted a pink, a one carat pink diamond. Now that's a special order because that would probably take me a year to find and a one carat is, is almost impossible and very, very pricey. You know, But it's a great investment. Those are stones that you put away. Yeah. That's very interesting. And so so obviously, if you walk into a store and say, yeah, I'm looking for a one carat pink diamond, and they say, uh, just a minute, I'll go in the back and get one. They are rare. So, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt as to how authentic that is. But is correct. Uh, uh, is South Africa still the, the largest uh, deposit of diamonds in the world? Oh, uh, well, it's South Africa, Russia, Australia, you know, uh, really? South Africa okay. still produces some of the prettiest diamonds, the cleanest diamonds. Very good. Well, we mentioned the website, uh, uh, myjavari.com. Uh, and and uh, Christine, if you bring that up, I want you to click on the bridal uh, uh, button there because that's a, an, an area that I think is really kind of interesting uh, because of sizing and 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 layout of of diamonds uh, and how how people choose them I said that there is uh, things like uh, emerald cut and pear cut and all but like for instance right right there you've you've got also the setting is is important too because you've got white gold uh, rose gold, uh, uh, you know, platinum, uh, is there, is there any one of those settings and all that has become more popular over the years or is yellow gold still the, the standard? To, today, yellow gold is very popular and I'm seeing young couples buying engagement rings with yellow gold. Whereas about, you know, 10 years ago, everybody was about platinum and white gold. So platinum as a metal is intrinsically gray. So we do have to rhodium plate it with white gold so that it looks 
shiny and white because intrinsically the metal is gray. Uh, now I'm seeing a lot of solitaires coming up. Uh, uh, the halo is always popular. The oval these days, you know, the shape of the oval makes your fingers look longer. So, uh, so you know, I'm seeing a lot of young girls uh, trying to buy ovals or pears or rings that make their fingers look longer. You know, when I think back to the time that, that my wife and I got uh, engaged, uh, the choices were much more limiting. Uh, as I say, the, 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 the typical round diamond was probably the most popular, uh, but if you really wanted to go outside the box, you got an emerald cut. But yeah. now there is round and you say oval and pear shape. And, and I, I see even one, a heart shape uh, diamond. Whoever thought that they could cut a diamond uh, in, in the shape of a heart. And that would be very special, I would think, maybe not so much as an engagement ring, ring but maybe something for someone that wanted to, to, to do a heart shaped diamond for Valentine's Day or for a Mother's Day or a, a special birthday or anniversary. Uh, and the, I mean, I, I can understand why you get so excited when somebody comes in and, and says, the first thing they say is, I'm looking for something special. Yeah. That, that, that probably is music to your ears. Well, it's wonderful because, uh, 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 you know, and it's, it, it's a process to get them to, to what's special for one person is not special for the other. So, you know, you have to try and learn what the what is important to that person, you know. Uh, is shape important? Is, is size important? Is the budget important? Is, you know, uh, uh, what looks pretty to them? So, you know, you slowly draw out the person and, uh, and I, I hope I never ever push my views on a person. I want that the ring to be something that they love because it's their idea. It's, it's their creation. You know, I don't want it to be my creation. So it, it, it's, it's conversational back and forth, back and forth, learning about the person. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about the heart shape. Uh, the heart shape is used a lot as an accent diamond. And we're doing it uh, a lot for engagement rings where um, it's a little something we offer. Uh, so for instance, you have a round diamond, you know, we can put two little hearts on the side to, you know, just holding that little diamond up. The other thing we offer is on the inside of the ring, we can put a tiny little heart and that's their special, only she knows about that. Yeah. That, that's very, very unique. Yeah, I like that idea. You know, I'm going, you know, and, and, and I also want you to share, you know, based on, you know, maybe today's, uh, today's uh, likes and dislikes, you know, what are some of the other stones? You know, I mean, we all know that there's a different stone for each month of the, uh, um, of the calendar. Uh, you know, what are some of the other stones that you have seen maybe an increase in popularity over the years? Well, I think the sapphire is, has always been popular. The, the saf and again, that's a stone that comes in every color sun. Um, the oh, sapphire really? I is, didn't know that. It does. It comes in, in uh, 
I mean, we have pink sapphires. I have one right here. That's that's a pink sapphire. Oh, okay. You know, so blue, yellow, green, you know, it it, it comes in, in every color. My um, father wore a blue sapphire pinky ring his uh, almost his whole life. And I just assumed that a that a sapphire was basically blue. Yeah, and a lot of people do. Uh, uh, sapphires are. Uh, it's a very hard stone. It's the second hardest stone after diamonds, and uh, they they. Uh, uh, so it's a stone you can wear every day, because it's so it's 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 easily wearable. You won't hurt it. Whereas an emerald or an opal are one of the softest stones. So they okay. are, uh, the opal especially is water-based. So there's uh, uh, the Aborigines. Okay. Uh, so opals, that's something know, certainly to take into consideration, you know, it, it, you know, as to whether you're going to wear it occasionally or you're going to wear it every day. You may not want to go into opals. C correct. Opals and emeralds, these are soft stones. So the opal, the Aborigines thought the opals were the tears of God. You know, they because they're water-based. They're actually globules of water that that carried through the through the earth and got stuck between the crevices of the different layers. Yeah, I want to transition now a little bit because uh, you, we've talked a lot about diamond rings and all of that, which is usually something that's more in the women's realm. Men have a fascination for watches, uh, and also what are that? What are the the newest things in 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 watches uh, from the traditional armed type faces and all we go into digital watches. Uh, we've got watches that will will you know uh, have stop stop watches and all kinds of other things. Is there is there a trend into into watches for both men and women that that you see that you want people to know about? Uh, I'm seeing more of a change into. Uh, uh, you know, the, the digital watch is not as popular as it used to be, other than the Apple or the smartwatch. You know, the smartwatch is, is very popular. But I'm seeing right. a, more of an appreciation of, of the, the workings of the uh, either automatic or the manual watch, you know. Uh, I'm seeing more a trend going towards finer watches. The, and there, there have been. I mean, the watch industry is is huge. It's a uh, it's a major, major. Uh, you know, we can uh, we can talk about that endlessly. All the changes that have happened in watches, the tourbillon, and the all the new movements that have come out. But basically, it's the same movement. Yeah. So, so is the movement in a watch one of the most important considerations, like like the clarity and cut in a diamond? Yes, it is. Uh, the movement is really, uh, really what what uh, uh, what people are looking for. You know, they're looking for the, the type of movement, and and you know, every uh, every brand has something different. Uh, to offer the Rolex is a quarter second, you know, it goes uh, in a different manner. It still is fascinating, and the the, the beauty of Javari Jewelers is that uh, I've I've told Amna when I walk in, I feel like a kid in a candy store 
just to walk from display to display to the watches to the jewelry, uh, you know, and and beyond. Because there is a lot of very very unique gift items that you carry in the store too. You also right. uh, 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 have heirloom pieces. Am I correct? Correct. Uh, that that. And and so you you can really find things that are are look at that I mean even cufflinks wow those are beautiful and 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 I mean a man a man who still wears wears cuffed shirts uh, you know sleeves on his shirts and all looking for for uh, uh, cufflinks it's nice to walk into a store and say oh yes uh, uh, we've got uh, four four to choose from over here. Uh, you know, you you have a, a, a myriad of options uh, uh, available. That, that that's why I say I I am so Im impressed with you and your operation because um, if you go to the major malls, you're going to find the major jewelry stores. Uh, I encourage people to to seek out those independent jewelers. Uh, people like Amna that have generations of character, of knowledge, of craftsmanship behind them. And if you live anywhere in the North Texas area, uh, Javari Jewelers is in Frisco. Uh, and Amna is there very often. She loves to greet her, her customers and interact with them. And it's a much different experience it's an exciting experience, and uh, I, I I thank you for taking the time to share your story. And folks, that's not a backdrop behind Amna. That is her her jewelry store right underneath that beautiful chandelier. Like I say, when you walk in, you're walking into elegance. But uh, but there's it's elegance at uh, very very affordable prices, I believe. So. Thank you, dear. I, I I thank you very, very much for doing what you do with the community and wanting to interact with your customers rather than just saying, uh, yeah, the, the the engagement rings are over there in uh, in the display number three. Let us know if you want anything. <coughs> you, you, you really care about your customers, and that's important. I do, and I, I have to tell you, our customers are wonderful. There is... Literally not a day that we don't get a card or we don't get flowers or we don't get a potted plant, you know, from it's and it's really wonderful to receive. Yeah. And and to see those uh, you know, young people that you you and your staff took care of years ago coming back in for something else to either upgrade or they want a new piece or they are looking for a gift for for, for someone. We're getting closer to the holidays now, and guys. Women always love jewelry. Always. I have not met a woman yet that says you can buy me anything but jewelry. So, <laughs> so for the lady on your list and all, it's Javari Jewelers in Frisco. And girls, they got some really neat stuff for the guys, too. So you've got to stop and see, see, see what they have. Amna, thank you very, very much. I wish a very, very successful holiday season for you and your and, and your staff. And I, I, I look forward to, to seeing and talking with you again soon. Thank you, Stuart. It was a pleasure to be here. And as always, a pleasure to talk to you 
and and I'm, it was wonderful to meet your staff as well. Thank you so much for this. My pleasure. I always end my show by saying, be yourself because everyone else is already taken. So <laughs> go out and make it a great day. Come back and join us again next week for another edition of Someone You Should Know. And thank you again to my dear friend, Amna Javari. Thank you. Thank you. Someone you should know. You should know.